welcome to another episode of Unpacking Love. The reason why we're gathered today is because I'm going to be talking about relationship check-ins. Yay! And before we even talk about the relationship part of it, if you just talk about check-ins, I know for some people who are listening, you've worked or maybe you work currently. And so at your companies, you might have what are called check-ins with your manager or your boss or some sort of superior where you have check-ins to talk about how things are going. So in this case, it would be for a relationship. Right. So as we know, a relationship in this case, we're assuming it's a relationship between two people. So like none of the polyamory stuff. So if it's a relationship between two people, obviously it's made up of two individuals and then they form a unit. So as you're having the check in, you're talking about how the relationship is going. But of course, because the relationship is made up of two people, you're also going to be talking about the two individuals that are concerned. I had a manager in the past who would do a start, stop, continue and start would mean what would I like my manager to start doing? Stop would mean what do I want my manager to stop doing? And then continue, what would I like my manager to continue doing that they're already doing? Seeing that this is a relationship podcast, let's bring it back to relationships. I looked up some different articles to see what different people had to say about relationship check-ins. And I found an article that I really liked. I will link it in the description box so that people can click and read more about it. I really, really liked how they describe what a check-in is, so I'll just read that for you. It said, what is a relationship check-in? It's a time that is scheduled in your busy lives where both partners are able to meet and essentially reconnect on a weekly or monthly basis. It is a prioritized time where it's just the two of you being brave and open to hearing feedback. Also, it's a safe space reserved for honesty with the intent of making sure we're emotionally showing up in the relationship for each other. Not to mention, it helps your partner see you are genuinely interested in making your relationship work with them and that you still care about them. A relationship check-in should include the stuff that really matters to both of you and can be as unique as you want it to be. So now, let's unpack what came up here. So the first thing that I wanted to bring up was cadence or how frequently, you know, these check-ins would happen. That would be up to the two individuals concerned. You know, I've heard very different things. I have a friend of mine who has these check-ins once a month. So at the end of the month, like the beginning of the new month, they will have a check-in where they talk about, okay, how are things going? And, you know, they can see where to go from there. Other people would have them more regularly. It could be a weekly thing. Other people could have them less frequently. It could be a quarterly thing but some sort of frequency that works for both people. Another thing that's important to bring up here is the fact that there's so much intentionality that goes into scheduling these check-ins. So it's not just something that would just come up while you're on a drive somewhere or you're you're on a date and like randomly you just have check-ins. When you're talking about in this case, it's like there's a cadence that these things happen. Similarly to how it may be at some workplaces, you have quarterly check-ins, right? But you know that Maybe every three months or every six months, there's some sort of evaluation of how things are going. So again, it's just more about the intentionality behind it so that you do keep them frequent and that they're not just happening at random times. And I think something that I'll also say about the random times, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because I know some people also talk about things as they come up and they'll just, you know, keep things moving. But then I think the whole thing about the check-in is that in some relationships, someone might not feel as comfortable with communicating how they're feeling about certain things and so they might not bring it up randomly right so having a scheduled check-in would ensure that that person's voice is heard and that you're not just going with the flow and someone is feeling suppressed and they can't express how they've been feeling about something 
another piece of the definition or how they described it that I really liked was where they said it's about the two of you being brave and open to hearing feedback. So it can be really, really tough to give feedback in general, especially for the things where you're like, I really don't like the fact that this person does this because you want to find the right words depending on the situation. Another piece of that, of course, was like being open to the feedback. And I liked how in the next part of the paragraph, they also talked about how when you are open, you're also just saying, hey, you know what? I really want this relationship to work. And if I am doing something that's not going so well for my partner, I want to make sure that I stop doing that, right? So it's really about being okay with hearing some criticism um, or some things that you're doing that your partner doesn't like, right? Like just being okay with hearing that as well. So now let's go back to what I said about, you know, my old manager who I had, we used to do the start, stop, continue. I have actually added a little piece to this where I added change, right? And now I'll go into it a little bit. So I think when you're having the check-in, just different articles and different people do agree that it's important to talk about the positives or things that are going well in the relationship or the good things that your partner is doing, right? So you kind of like, you know, make them feel good. Don't don't make someone feel like you're getting everything wrong. Bring up the things that you appreciate about them and all of that. So then those would be the things that fall in the continue bucket, right? And so what I did was instead of doing like start, stop, continue, which is what my manager would do, I kind of reorganized them. So you would start with the continue. So you're encouraging positive behavior or things that you like. You're reinforcing that. That's the continue. Then the next thing that I put was start. And you can see that, you know, the start is also not one of those tricky ones because someone might not be doing something and you're like, oh, you know what? I actually really like it when I get flowers once in a while. So could you start giving me flowers once in a while? It's not like you're actually criticizing someone per se. You're just saying like, hey, in case it hasn't crossed your mind or in case you want to know what I love, like I would really love it if you would start giving me flowers. One that would have been the last one for like my old manager would have been to stop. But I've added change as well. And the reason why I'm putting change is because someone could actually be doing something and you like that they're doing something, but you want them to change something, right? So for example, maybe you love flowers and this person gives you flowers on a regular, but maybe they give you roses and you want to get lilies instead. And so you would say, hey, I really love that you're giving me flowers. I love the thought but please change the type of flower because I prefer these flowers, right? And I'm just using flowers because, I don't know, for some reason, that's the example that came to my mind. But that's not something that you're saying to someone, like, stop doing this per se. It's saying, like, I like that you do this. Just change something about what exactly you're doing or how you're doing it. And then, of course, the toughest one is stop. And so now, clearly, I can't continue with the analogy. This is why I'm not a professor. I can't continue with the flowers analogy. But anyway... <laughs> say that something that really irks you or that really irritates you is that when you have disagreements with your partner they'll just walk away mid-conversation and you're like you know what nah I do not like this this needs to stop that thing is where they were talking about the bravery right where you have to be brave to say that you don't like something and that you want someone to stop doing it and also for the other person who's receiving it for them to be open to making changes or to hearing that hey I actually don't like it when you do this Something that we haven't talked about yet is the importance of having these conversations. I feel like sometimes in relationships, because like I said, you know, you might be in a relationship where one person doesn't speak up as much about the things that are not going well for them. 
And so there's so much that's being suppressed by this person. And then the other person is thinking, wow, things are going so great. This relationship is amazing. We don't have any fights. There's a person who's dying inside because they're like, my voice is not being heard and things are just not going the way that I want them to go. So the importance of the check-ins is to ensure that problems are being dealt with, right? Like, or things that are happening that are making people upset or things that are making the relationship off are dealt with as they're happening instead of waiting for like a very long time. Because if you think about it, if you suppress something for a year that's been pissing you off, right? By the time you get to a year, you actually could be like, you know what, nah, I'm done with this. I'm done with this person. I'm done with this behavior. Like I'm out of the relationship. However, if you have check-ins or you have conversations about these things and you tell someone like, hey, I really don't like it when you do this, at least you've given them a chance to actually change that behavior, right? And maybe let's say you have a check-in like this month and you're like, I really don't like this behavior and you have your check-in the next month, then it could be like, oh, you know what? I can see that you've improved in this area. Like, of course, you're still struggling a little bit. Let's say if the person has anger issues, you could be like, well, I can still see that you still have some anger issues. However, the walking away has stopped. So like, you know, continue working on that or like, you know, work more on this part. But then because those conversations are happening regularly, it's good because you've given someone a chance to change something and they've given you at least maybe a month or something to show you that they've changed it. And you're making adjustments to the relationship as you go instead of waiting until someone is fed up and is ready to walk away. Now, on to the actual content, the check-ins. Of course, you know, it's your relationship, so you make it what you want it to be. This article mentioned a few topics. If you want, you can read over what they suggested. I just took down the topics on here, and I'm just going to have my own twists and thoughts about them. So one of the things that they brought up was love and appreciation and essentially letting the person know what you love about what they're doing or like what you appreciate or to let them know if you're feeling loved or unloved or if you're feeling not appreciated or unappreciated, right? So having those conversations, for example, if your love language is words of affirmation and you just feel like your partner doesn't encourage you or maybe they actually say the opposite of encouraging words. So discouraging words, right? Like having that conversation and saying, hey, I'm feeling unloved because kind of not feeding into my love language. Of course, you wouldn't say it like that, but you guys get the drift. I'm not in a check-in right now. I'm just letting you know about the check-in, okay? Uh, so anyway, so letting someone know if you're feeling unloved or unappreciated and then also expressing to them what they're doing that makes you feel loved or that makes you feel appreciated and then also asking them what you could do to make them feel loved or appreciated. The next thing that they mentioned on the list was intimacy. So then, you know, intimacy could be sexual stuff or non-sexual stuff, but talking about your relationship and if you feel intimate with them or connected to them, it's also very, very important because I think sometimes with relationships, people just move further apart or like they grow further apart. And that's because they're not checking in to see what they could do to stay connected, right? Because sometimes, you know, at the end of the day, we're adults and a lot of things are happening. So someone might feel like, you know what, I'm just not feeling close to this person anymore. I feel like they're distant. Having conversations like this helps because you can get to the bottom of what's going on. The next one is date nights. I think that's pretty simple. You know, are you having date nights? Did you want to have date nights? Kind of reviewing that and seeing what you could do have you been having date nights but you feel like they're boring or do you feel like the date nights are more leaned towards one person and you want to explore other things that you like having conversations about those as well would be helpful one of the other ones that they mentioned was goals so that could be goals that you have as individuals or goals that you have as a couple 
So one of the things that she could talk about would be like, oh, what are your personal goals? How can I help support that? If you can support it, right? Or what are our goals as a couple? So for example, if you're a couple and you're like, oh, we're getting to that point where we want to get married and stuff, having conversations about, okay, what is the financial goal? If we're going to start saving up for a wedding, like what is the budget? Having those kind of conversations in the check-ins could be helpful, right? So that you can know if you're both, if you're, let's say, separately saving up for something like, Checking in, like, hey, how are the savings going and all of that would be helpful. Support, I already mentioned that, like, does the person feel supported by you? And that could be anything. It could be like, oh, you know, this person wants to do a master's degree. And, you know, they might be like, oh, I feel like you support me because when I'm doing homework, you respect me and you give time for me to do it. Or they might be like, I feel like you're not supporting me because you still expect me after I'm done with studying to do all these things or to do chores, depending on your living situation. Having conversations about that and whether someone is feeling supported or not supported could be very helpful as well. And communication was also on this list. And that's a really, really big one. How is the communication going between you, right? Do you feel like your partner is doing well in the communicating? Are you wanting to seek feedback on how you're doing on communicating? Because some people, they might be like, you know what? I'm really bad at texting. I'm better at calls. But then they're in a relationship with someone who likes texts. And so it'll be important to find out from your partner, like, hey, I'm going to try work on this texting thing. Let me know. Am I doing better on the texting? Is there something that I could be doing to make you feel like you're connected to me? Because, you know, with communication, some people tend to feel like they're disconnected when their partner is doing something else. Um, and, and maybe they're not being kept in the loop. So having conversations like those would be very helpful as well. There was also another article that I found that had a few questions that I thought were interesting. One of those was, what am I doing now that you like? Obviously, that falls under the continue bucket. Another one was, is there anything that I've stopped doing that you used to like? And I think this is such an important one because I think sometimes when a relationship is new, everyone is doing the most, right? It's like trying to make this person happy and all of that. And then at some point, I don't know if it's, if it's life that gets in the way or people kind of start taking other people for granted sometimes. Like, it's really important to ask someone, like, hey, is there something that I used to do that you loved that I've stopped doing that you want me to start doing again? And then a couple other ones that I thought were interesting, one of them was, how is our friendship? Are we happy with the quality of our emotional and intellectual intimacy? And then the final one that I'll bring up here is, do we feel securely attached to each other? How can we make sure we're each other's safe place? But again, guys, with these check-ins, it's really what you make it, what you want it to be with hopes of making your relationship better and continuing to have a healthy relationship. So that's it for me, you guys. I hope you are having a wonderful day, night, morning, whatever it is. Uh, thank you so, so much for listening. Make sure that you leave stars on the podcast. Read the podcast, guys. Leave stars, okay? Thank you so much for listening. I will catch you in the next episode. <laughs>